Hello, everybody. This is Laurie Handlers, and you are listening to Tantra Cafe, a program for spiritual enlightenment. And I greet you in peace. Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. So great to be back with you. You know it's the favorite. My favorite activity each week is this show. Well, pornography. This is such a subject. Is it a good thing, do you think, or a bad thing? Can men's watching of pornography ruin their sex relationships to non-porno star women? Is that possible? Or does pornography defile women, as was claimed by the women's movement? Is there something we need to learn from this billion-dollar industry? My guest today has an interesting take on porno. Lawrence Lanoff is a film director, a photographer. He's a published author, and he's a tantric master. He's a catalyst for infinite possibilities, transformation, growth, and freedom. His radical teachings are claimed to startle, entertain, and ultimately free a person's consciousness from the sleep state of fear, guilt, shame, and blame regarding their deepest desires for living a life of freedom and self-empowerment. He unleashes the life skills of enlightenment for regular people, people engaged in living life. What a statement about a person. So I'm really excited to have Lawrence here today. And I found out about him on Facebook. I met him on Facebook, just so you know. And he writes this amazing blog, which we're going to talk about. That's where I got the sense of talking about porno with him. So, Lawrence, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Good to be here. Really, really good to be here. I'm looking forward to This is such a great way to connect, you know. I love it. Yeah, it's wonderful. So, so let's just find out about porno a little bit. Let me just say, I, you know, I want to tell the truth about me while we're on this show. You know, my take on porno. I think it's hot. Uh, I think it could be really sexy on the one hand. On the other hand, I, I'm intimidated by it because I don't really look like them. You know, the girls on there. And the third thing is, and I was part of the women's movement, so I believed that porno defiled women at one time. You know, that was before I was a tantra master, but anyway, that's, that's a long time ago. But also, I noticed since tantra that people on porno don't really breathe. They just grunt. So that's right. my take. I just right. have to that's set true. it up for your, you know, take on it. Well, you know, it's an interesting thing because because the the porn, I mean, it's a complex thing. So, we, you know, we'll take a couple different pieces of it. But one of the things, of course, is that, you know, so many porno, you know, people in the profession don't actually know how to work with sex or sex energy. They kind of know the form. Wait a minute. You're saying, say that again. You're saying that people in the porno industry don't really know how to move with sex or sex energy? Yeah, basically, that's exactly right. Well, how is that possible? They're porno stars. Well, exactly, right, because, because just because you can, you know, just because you can have sex doesn't mean you're understanding the subtleties of sex. So, you know, a lot of porn is, is a lot about, you know, there's lots of different layers of porn. There's, you know, the visual take, there's the couple thing, but a lot of it is just about sort of people dominating other people sexually. So, it, so, so porn is really like rape. No, I mean, no, I wouldn't say that at all, no. I, I mean, it's just, it's just about domination. We all dominate. Everybody, you know, I, I was talking with a friend of mine who's a doctor, and 
we were talking about, like, even the, even the, you, you know, you find somebody who's living on the streets, they have somebody in their lives that they dominate. We're human creatures. We always have somebody that we, we you know, we, we have the desire or the tendency to overcome something. And it's just our way. No big deal. Okay. And, of course, that'll show up in sex. And the only reason it bothers us in sex is because it's sex. Uh, you know, we, we do it with our coworkers and we do it in our jobs, we do it in our diets and our food, we do it on our own bodies. So, you know, I, I don't see that as a big deal. It just is sort of an expression that people do. It's just kind of human nature. Sure, they, do- sure, they dominate whatever. If somebody's really suffering, they're dominating their friends and everyone wants to listen to their suffering all the time. I understand where you're going. Exactly. Exactly. So how does this relate to porno? Say that again? So how does that relate to porno? So so what I was basically saying in porn is, you know, porn is basically an expression of, you know, it's different folks dominating other folks and, you know, having them do things and whatever. But there's not, you're, they're missing all the subtle issues of connection. There's not really, porn is not about connection. It's really about, you know, titillation or watching somebody come or, you know, back in the days when I used to, when I used to work for Playboy, I mean, we all understood that, uh, you know, a scene, quote-unquote a scene, needed to be about six minutes long, whatever that was, whether it was a girl, you know, sort of naked MTV, or it was, you know, a, a simulated lovemaking scene. You know, you knew you had about six minutes from start to finish for orgasm, like for somebody watching this thing. So, so it, 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 okay. So that, yeah, that really explains something, that you have a limited amount of time, given the genre that you're working with, whether it's photography or whether it's, uh, you know, movies, you have six minutes to keep the interest of whoever the viewer is. Is that what you mean? Yeah, in a nutshell. And that's, in fact, you know, even Hollywood uses this general thing, which is, um, you know, you've heard, uh, there's a lot of, of statements of film in our in our standard language where, you know, where, you, you know, somebody will say, okay, well, let's cut to the chase. <laughs> well, yeah. that's a film term. And it refers to the fact that there's too much exposition, too much story. Let's get to the money. Let's get to the sex. Let's get to the action. I and that's see. what that refers I to. See. So porn is one big let's get to the action, let's get to the money, let's get to the sex with no foreplay, no no appetizer. This is Tantra Cafe. I'm, this is good, by the way, because I like Tantra Cafe to have an appetizer, a main course, and a takeaway. Right, exactly, exactly, and and that's 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 a perfect example, and really that's the difference between you know those of us who teach or work in in tantra, or in sort of um, you know more uh, awakened sexuality is you want you know you recognize that there's all these stages and flavors of sexuality, and porn is just one, you know, and and it's it's an interesting flavor. It happens to be an easy flavor for a number of reasons that I won't bore you with. But it's really, um, you know, it's really what, what I'm hoping is that eventually we our, our porn takes on a much more expansive uh, uh, flavor. We'd probably call it something else then. Yeah, you know, maybe, I don't know if it would so. be porn then. I think it would be something like erotica, you know, more erotica or something, some new word that, that maybe you'll make yeah. up. But that's right, exactly. I mean, that's that's true. On, uh, on the other hand, I, I have, you know, I think it, it would be kind of fun if the whole definition was broadened and we weren't, you know, because these words get so, you know, they get so emotionally laden. Yeah. And that in itself has its own issues. So I know a lot of people who, you know, back when I was 
when I was directing for Playboy specifically, I'd have a lot of people want to sneak onto the set and come and visit me, and a lot of real straight-laced people who would just be like, oh, well, I'm just curious. I would like to come and, you know. And there's a lot of titillation in seeing and discovering and knowing and learning about sexuality in whatever form. Right, right. Well, that's, it was interesting. The blog of yours that I read, and let's just tell people where they can read your blog on uh, you want to give them the exact blog that you're on? It's uh, yeah, Betty Dodson. Um, the, the, the most provocative blogs I have about sexuality are on Betty Dodson's site with Carlin Ross, and that's uh-huh. com. Yeah, and your blog is so great. I mean, I got on there, and I couldn't – I just kept going. I was like, wow, I love this man. He's right after my own heart. He's – Talking about things that there's that so need to be talked about. So you yeah, on your blog about pornography, you were talking about uh, this study that was done with men, forty or fifty, or I don't know how many men watching porn, and there was some really interesting findings. Yeah, there's um, you know it's it's an interesting thing because. You know, porn gets, as as the the guy who was running the study said, he said, you know, porn gets overly demonized. And um, and what he, you know, contrary to what any pundit for or against porn would want you to believe, he sort of found that it didn't have an effect one way or another. Um, you know, it just is that, you know, the sex lives of guys who watch porn are fairly conventional, and it didn't really matter how much or how little. And, and in fact... You know, to me, that makes sense in my own experience in working with people because, you know, you have so many different flavors of sexuality. You have people who masturbate a lot, who people don't self-pleasure at all. You've got all these variations. And I don't, I, I think we want to morally put people in a box and say, this is good and that's bad. But in reality, of course, life is much more complex. Yeah, isn't that a great thing? <laughs> I yeah, mean, I was relieved, it's beautiful. I was literally relieved to know from your blog that watching porn did not necessarily affect the sex lives of the, of the men watching the porn because it's been widely publicized by whom, you know, I don't know, but it's been widely publicized that, you know, men can't be with normal women if they if they watch porn all the time, and I think that's just some propaganda. It's probably women's movement propaganda. Well, it, it is propaganda. I mean, I, I think the problem we have with in any situation, just to keep it real simple, is sexual access. Sexual access means some people will have access to, in this case, you know, to females, and some males will not. And porn tends to be able to cater to, you know, it will it will help that mass of males that really have exceedingly limited access to females. We are men are men we kind of suck socially. And right. many of us do not ever, <laughs> ever get socialized into really how to communicate and we're so overwhelmed by the emotions in our bodies and our feelings and our sex drive. We never really learn. Right. And so you know, the the only thing that porn does is, is, you know, that I hope things change about is I hope we, in general, the culture, increase improve our education and our communication. Um, because those are the things that are missing. Great. Well, we're talking with Lawrence Lanoff about pornography and its effect on people, whether it really 
affects the sex of men who watch it or women who watch it, whether it whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. And you're listening to Tantra Cafe. I'm Laurie Handlers, your host, and coming up next, we'll be discussing more of what Lawrence feels really should be taught to people and and what would make us better communicators, better sexual ex- expressors. We'll, we'll be right back with that. Wondering what book you should read to jumpstart your sex life and increase your happiness? Try my book, Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy. This short, easy-to-read book will make you laugh at yourself. And, you know, it possibly may make you cry as you discover my tantric secrets for happiness and how they might apply to you. In the book, I begin with the tenth law, which is to make love in the unknown. And then I work you all the way through laws one through nine to teach you how to be in the unknown fresh. That's fresh every moment, every day. Sex and happiness puts the innocence and love back into sex and gives tantra the respect it deserves. It's only $19.99 in paperback and $14.99 in ebook. You can go to sexandhappiness.com to order your copy of Sex and Happiness by me, Laurie Handlers. We're talking now with my guest, Lawrence Lanoff, and we were just talking about how pornography influenced people or doesn't influence, how pornography is really just some states of people dominating and why it might be important for males who don't have any access to females who haven't learned really the social skills to be able to express sexually or communicatively to women. That might be a good thing for them. Lawrence, I, I had a question for you in the last part. Can men get addicted to this, though? Like, are there men who wouldn't get the skills or try to seek the skills or come to a tantra teacher like me or you, and they would just stay home with porno? Well, I think you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna back away from the word addiction only because there is, again, that's another word that is extremely complicated and it's one of those hot button words. So, you know, I, I think we, we're human beings and we can addict to anything, right? That's what we do. And when people say, oh, you know, like because I hear that, you know, people go, well, you know, people can, can become addicted, and I'm like, you know, look, you're addicted to breathing. And I can prove that to you simply by just cutting off your air supply for, like, a, a teeny bit of time, and you're going to be, you know, I need that right now. Um, we're addicted. We're uh, we're addict creatures. And I don't see that as a moral issue, even though it's been, it's been posed and posited as a moral issue. It really isn't. I mean, we, you know, we like doing things that feel good, whatever those are. Right, right. So, so if this feels good to people, listen, I feel that some people use, pornography as foreplay they get hot and turned on by whatever by the dominant by whatever scene is being acted out or exactly and then they use it as foreplay and it becomes a means of communication it it totally does i mean you know uh my girlfriend and i use porn in different ways to stimulate different moods i mean i you know it's it's like it's it's part of our culture you know, unfortunately, it's just a marginalized part of our culture. And, and you were asking me, like, you know, where, where I may, where I think things could go with education. It'd be really great if we could peel back the uh, skin of all of this and realize we are sexual creatures. In fact, you know, I just finished a blog on Betty's site. You know, just basically just saying, like, look. We like sex, and it's okay. 
You know, it's like we're humans. If we didn't have sex, there would be none of us. So <laughs> I just feel like we've, let's let's neutralize the playing field here a little bit. The population didn't double on planet Earth in the last fifty years because people were sitting home, you know, watching porn. <laughs> you know, aren't you reported to have said or stated that the whole reason that we're alive is just to have sex? Isn't that you? Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, why? I mean, why do you there. say that? What's that? Why do you say that? Well, I think, you know, let me put it this way. You you yourself in your book, right, you're speaking about happiness and finding happiness through sexuality. Right. And, and, and through using, maybe using sexuality as a, as a pathway to kind of the infinite. That's and, right. That's exactly what I, that's exactly what my book is about. Thank you. Right. So, you know, whatever the doorway is, to me, sex is probably, it's the one that people deal with the most in daily life. And that's, really the issue. So why not use that as a doorway? And, you know, I assert to you that without sex, we don't exist. So right. why, yeah. you know, to, to kind of, you know, to kind of like, that's that's the essence of it. <laughs> that's the duh. You know, duh. That's the duh part, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> without exactly sex, we don't right. exist, so why are we suppressing it? Why are we acting like it's bad or good or... Why are we so, we're so, we're so controlled by it. We're so manipulated by it. I mean, everything that I would buy, like red lipstick, or if I had, or if I had boob implants, or all of that is to get more sex, or at least sexual attention. If I drive a red car, if you drive a Corvette, you know, uh, if you wear an Armani suit, all of those things are obviously, uh, to me, it's obvious that they're all to get more sexual attention, no? Well, that's exactly right. I mean, that's that's the point. I'm, you know, I'm basically saying. I mean, if we if we strip back all the myths and the stories and the things that we have, the bottom line is is basically everything that's going on is one way or another related to sex. I mean, you know, you go to a city and you look at these skyscrapers, you know, that are these these huge cocks just reaching into the sky, scraping the sky. What is this? This is saying I am worthy of female attention. You know, I am more, I am here. I exist. These I'm are, huge. Are, I'm are, also <laughs> huge. <laughs> exactly. And, um, you know, it's like every, I mean, you know, what do you think drives Donald Trump or any of these characters? You know, it's sex. It drives all of us. And, right. and I think it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I'm actually getting a little turned on here as we're talking about all this. <laughs> Well, as you should be. I mean, come on, that's the whole, that's the beauty, right? Right. You know, that's the beauty. I mean, the energy is flowing, and if you give yourself permission to feel that energy in your body, that turn on, and, you know, and just allow it to expand and breathe into it and just be like, yeah, of course you're turned on. I mean, we're having a great discussion on yeah. a beautiful day. I mean, whew. Yeah. Great. So I understand what you're saying. I mean, I and I agree with you so much about this. And I, it was just really interesting for me to hear your take on pornography and also that we exist to have sex. It's uh, it's really it's actually refreshing 
to hear somebody say that because it sounds like one of those cut to the chase, bottom line, show me the sex, show me the money truths. You know, hey, guess what, all of you who are trying to repress, suppress, hide, keep refrain from, just say no to, guess what? You're saying no to the essence of life. You got it. You got yeah. it. And, I, and, you know, it's funny because a simple a simple message like that can just be very profound for people who have been taught that suppression and control and you know, I mean, my, my first experience, I was 11 years old when it was drummed into me that if I ejaculated, that I would die an early, painful death. You know? Yes, your mother is quite, the story of your mother is really quite amazing. If, could you share a little bit more about that? Like, why did well, she yeah, tell least, you, why did she tell you to not to come? How did she know? Well, what, ha- what basically happened is that she, she just wanted to make sure she raised a son who was a, a good lover. She just had so many, you know, she's Scorpio, and she's just, like, had so many bad, <laughs> you know, lovers along the line. I mean, it was kind of hilarious. And and uh, she met this Tantra master, and, you know, that kind of blew her mind. So she was like, you know, you have to teach my son. And that's how I got my first training in Tantra, and, and on one hand, it was great. On another hand, it was it totally sucked because really if I were teaching a young person, I would say, look, you know, orgasms are beautiful. They're incredible. You're going to have and want lots of them, and that's okay. And if you learn how to circulate the energy, control the energy, and take some, you know, say, take some control of that, all that energy moving through your body, you're going to open up a whole other dimension of sexual pleasure. So both, you know, you know, I have friends who at the time they were masturbating, you know, two, three, four times a day. Right. And, um, and, and I was like freaking out if I was masturbating once a week and I was driving myself insane, you know, right. so. Especially at that age. Right, right, right. Well, listen, we, I have to give your mother credit. I mean, on the, speaking for women, not like I could speak for all women, but I could speak for a lot of women. Your mother was really attempting to give you an initiation rather than just getting bar mitzvah. You know, it sounds like your mother was give, attempting to give you a, an initiation into a rite of passage, you know, with a master that would put you into a different, almost into a different category altogether of person. And you know what? Based on what I've read about you already, it doesn't sound like she had she she had a wrong idea. It's just that it wasn't explained to you properly, you know. No, right, right, exactly. No, I mean it, it, you're absolutely right. I mean it definitely created an entirely different reality, um, and uh, you know I think that's just unfortunately the nature of life. I think you you know you 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 learn things, but you learn them not in a full context. And part of life is just understanding truths that you learn along the way in an entirely different context that changes the, your understanding of them. Right. And, right. Uh, That's so important. That's so important for education. Context is everything, actually, in a certain That's way. That's right. And, and wisdom is experience. So, you know, context and wisdom, and you, you, know, you really have what comprises our life, and it's a beautiful thing. Well, I, I'm applauding her. I'm applauding your mother. Even though it, you know, contextually it was a little bit off, I'm applauding her at an attempt to give back something that was a part of ancient cultures, 
like sexual connecting rituals that had had boys exactly. and girls grow into beings that understood that their bodies were something to respect and own and feel good about rather than rather than disown them and, and, and feel terrible about them. So I, I applaud her. Even in her ignorance, she was smart, you know? Like, oh, I, I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, she's awesome. I mean, it's great that I'm, I'm so happy. Trust me, I'd much rather be exposed to all kinds of ideas than sheltered, you know? So it, 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 it's all been good. Exactly. Wonderful. Well, we're talking here with Lawrence Lanoff about sexuality. We started talking about porno, and now we came into how unique it is for a parent to want a child to learn correctly about their sexual energy and how to use their body. You've been listening to Tantra Cafe. I'm Laurie Handler, your host. And coming up next, we'll be discussing some of the ways that Lawrence helps people get ultimately free, free in their consciousness from what he calls the sleep state of fear, guilt, shame, and blame. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you're listening to Tantra Cafe, congratulations. You've reached a higher plane of consciousness in caring for yourself and caring for your significant other. Tantra can help with physical and emotional bonding to nurture your relationship. And there's another level of care that you should be considering as well. It's your family's financial well-being. I rely on DeLone Financial Services to guide me on this journey. And Jeff DeLone is my friend. He and I have worked together for years. He even helps care for my father's finances. For information about your family's financial planning, contact Jeff DeLone at 610-356-1253. That's 610-356-1253. Or you can email Jeff at jdelone at delonefinancialgroup.com. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through FSC Securities Corporation, member FINRA SIPC. Jeff DeLone is a registered representative with FSC Securities Corporation. DeLone Financial Group is not. We're back with Tantra Cafe, a program for spiritual enlightenment, and I'm Laurie Handler, your host. And I'm talking today with Lawrence Lanoff. It's a fabulous conversation about pornography and how the whole all of pornography could be exploded open and we could stop having our reactions to it. We can make it more more resemble what life should be like, more sensitive, more communicative, etc. We're moving on to whether young people should be initiated into sexual rituals or into some information about how they could actually use their sexual energy. So, And now we're going to go into this whole... This fear, guilt, shame, blame thing. Like, why do people have this, Lawrence? What's your What's your thoughts about it? You know, it's interesting. I'm I'm working I'm working on a blog right now, um, and have been a, a lot of my work has been about thinking about why it is that we have all this blame and shame and guilt. Like, how did we go from basically, you know, being more free in our bodies to extremely compressed and, you know, cut off and afraid. So it's a, it's a challenging question, Lori, but I, I really, I feel like some of it, some of the roots are in the needing to uh, operate in a, in a large culture. 
once you expand past a little sort of tribe, you know, and we had little tribes, but once you once you started to expand and let's say have a tribe of a hundred or a thousand, you have to start laying down some laws. You can't just go having, you know, sex here and there because it triggers a lot of feelings in people uh, of possession. So how do you control that? You give them a law, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Exactly. (laughs) Thou shalt not fornicate. (laughs) Right. You know, these, these laws get codified. See, that's really the thing. They get codified and passed down. And when the interesting thing is, is when, when, you know, there's a, I don't know if you know this, notice this, but a, a lot of us are really obsessed with like, oh, if only the kids knew this. We're always like, you know, let's get to the kids. And the reason we want to get to the kids is because the kids are unfiltered. Their, their, their perceptions are still forming. Their learning is still forming. And, uh, the problem is, is as a kid, you sort of arrive late to the party. That's already in progress. And, you know, if people tell you, hey, you should be ashamed about your body, um, you just go, oh, okay, I will. Because that's the culture you've sort of found yourself in. And that's where we kind of have all found ourselves in with our founding religious, you know, sort of religious thinking being that the body was bad and that the body was evil. And, of course, this is reflected in our stories of Adam and Eve and, you know, all of these early mythologies about sexuality. And um, it's it's tough. It's tough because that gets inculcated into your body. And we just arrive late at the party. Somebody says, hey, your body's evil. You go, oh, okay, cool. That's the way it is. And we live that way. Well, then you become servants also for the particular church or religious group because the only time you can then unveil the body is in a state that the church or the religion or the state approves. So that's got to be in, let's call it monogamy, for lack of any exactly. better word, and or marriage. And then you can yep. only unveil this body in a marriage because then you're expected to produce children who have the certain belief system who will become more, will populate that religion or populate that country. Uh, and so it, it, the powers that be, it just, it's, it's just cyclical. It just goes and goes and goes with, with rarely a question to it. I mean, our yeah, country, you can't, you our country is supposed to be church and state I mean, are separate, that's... and yet it doesn't seem that way to me. So it's very political. Oh yeah, definitely. And you, and you really can't question it. I mean, if you are to question, of course, then you get thrown into either the skeptic, the non-believer, the cynic, or, you know, worse yet, the evil one or whatever. Right. Um, you know, right. That, that's the problem with the, with black and white thinking. You're either with me or you're against me, you know. It's, it's, it's tough. Well, I want to just, I want to say something, too, about the New Age and about people who are more spiritual, even in Tantra, uh, that people have this belief that their body is a vehicle and that really the soul, the spirit, the mind are the important parts. The body is just a vehicle, and, and then they're going to drop this vehicle and go and get another vehicle. So the body, even in that respect, is still disowned. Like it's just this thing that carries around the true spiritual soul. And that's so off, too. It's another way of disowning the body. You're exactly right. It's so much fun to talk to you. I don't ever get to have these conversations with folks, so I'm really, it's exciting because, I mean, you really, you got it. 
it's just <laughs> another version of the body is evil and bad and dirty, and you know the reward is in the is in the non physical life. Right, right. The Buddha will transcend. You know, the Buddha will transcend all the physical existence. And I, sorry, I'm not buying it. I'm just not buying it. I think my body's great. I love feeling it. I want to stay in it actually forever. So when well, I, there, you know, there you go. That's, that's forever. So you can imagine how excited I was to read you, read things that you wrote. I was like, wow, here's a guy on the same page. He loves his body, yeah. wants everyone to love their bodies, not buying it by the general culture, even the culture that's supposed to be, I'm not going to call it counterculture, but different culture is so mainstream. It's so, it's the anti organized religion, it's sort of scattered and picking up some of the worst pieces of, of everything out there. I, I, told, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I really, I couldn't agree more. And it's, it's, uh, it's tragic because inadvertently, I think at different times in my life, I really had bought into that. Because again, I mean, I arrived late at the, late at the party. And uh, I grew up in New York in the 60s and 70s, and that was the heart of the New Age movement. I mean, that was really, it was in full bloom, and, you know, feminism was bursting onto the scene. And I, I was just a little kid, so whatever anybody told me, I was just like, oh, okay, sure. You know, why would you lie to me? Yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> why would you make stuff up? And I find out, of course, that people lie and make stuff up all the time, and they do that for whatever their interests are, whether it's the state or the religion or, you know, our own, you know, just our own self-interest. So it sounds like you actually grew up in a big salad bowl, and there were all these things to choose from, and you found out about tomatoes and lettuce and celery and whatever, and you believed all of it for a while, but you've certainly come out with your own way of, you know, your own way of dishing it back, <laughs> dishing it back up, and with a lot of power and force, it comes right out in your writings. You know, in case well, that's just good. Yeah, that's, that's uh, you know, it's funny when you, you, it's sort of like the old, uh, you can't bullshit the bullshitter. Um, <laughs> you know, I was, uh, I was, you know, I was duped so often. You know, which is, it's okay. Like, it's funny. I mean, it may, it may sound like I'm kind of like, rah, rah, rah. I'm not really. I mean, you know, you learn. And I just learned really fast. I mean, I was I was picked up. I was almost kidnapped by a van full of moonies trying to get me to get uh, a rain, an arranged marriage to help some Koreans get over here when I was uh, freaking twelve years old. That's a that that could be a horrible experience. That could be a, a <laughs> life altering that's life in the big city. So you learn, you start to realize, like, wow, wait, there's more going on here than meets the eye. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, let's, uh, I, I just wanted to, in case people just tuned in, I want to let you know you're listening to Tantra Cafe. I'm Laurie Handler, your host, and I'm here with Lawrence Lanoff, who is very interesting. He's a talented filmmaker, photographer. He's an author. He's a tantric master. By the way, he's worked at Playboy, at, Play, at the Playboy channel, and he also blogs on Betty Dodson's website, and I want to let people know who, who Betty Dodson is in case they don't. I mean, poor them if they don't know who Betty Dodson is. Um, Betty Dodson yeah. wrote her first book in, in 1972 called Liberating Masturbation. It's later been re-edited and printed as a book called Sex for One, and it's the first 
real book I ever read about sex. Someone, my lover at the time, gave me that book. I had it until I don't know. The only thing I have left is the cover. Like, I don't know what happened to the inside. (laughs) (laughs) I read it and read it and read it over and over again. I lent it to every one of my girlfriends. It totally changed my life about owning my body. Luckily, that was 1972 for me. So it, it changed my life and my body. I wrote letters to her. We haven't ever physically met, but I wrote letters to her. So she's very advanced as far as sexuality goes and throwing off all this fear and this guilt and this shame. And you're so privileged, I feel, to be to be writing for her, you know, writing blo- a blog on her website. It's it's amazing. I just wanted people to know, in case they don't, like who Betty Dodson is. She's definitely a sexual pioneer. Yeah, she she really is. And she's, um, I'll tell you, she's, you know, eight years old. She looks like she's like 65. She self-pleasures pretty much every day. You know, real just, she is she is a powerhouse, and uh, we met at a conference, and and uh, we were both speaking at, and we just hit it off, and it was like, okay, this is great, and you know, she was like, I'm not going to censor you, and I want to hear what you have to say, and go for it, and I was like, okay. Wow, serendipity, your lucky moment, really, really yeah. great. It's not like you you sound kind of blessed anyway, but what a nice thing to be able to fully self-express yourself on a website of a woman who's been fully self-expressing for all of us, you know, for many of us, freeing people for so long, for decades. Right, yeah. Now, what is her take on porno? Let's go back to our original, you know, meeting point. How does Betty feel about it? she loves porn. She loves porn. And that's it. (laughs) Yeah, she loves it. I mean, you know, it's it's all good. I mean, but the beautiful thing about about Betty is she recognizes the, you know, she really does recognize that, um, you know, there just is no norm. And when it comes to human sexuality, uh, human beings can literally sexualize anything, and and we do, and it comes out in an unbelievable, just an infinite number of ways, and most of things that are not mainstream, in other words, unless somebody's practicing, you know, heterosexual, monogamous sex in missionary position, they pretty much have guilt and wonder if they're normal, if they're doing anything but that. Exactly. That's such a great point. I just read an article. I don't know if it was in Cosmo or L. It was about this new... I. We could, I don't want to get us too started in this, but I do want to mention it. Maybe I'll do another show on it. Something about this female arousal. They're trying to get these, make these drugs for female arousal. And it's not going that well. You know, it's not going that well. You know, oh, poor drug companies. That's one, maybe that's one way they won't be able to manipulate us, but I have a feeling that they're hot on the trail of something. Anyway, they talked about a woman who, wanted this female arousal drug because she felt like she wasn't having sex the right way. And off the record, the, the author of the, of the article spoke to her and, set, and let her know that most women could not climax from having penetration sex, that they needed clitoral stimulation at first. Most women need clitoral stimulation at first to be able to even learn how their body could respond and most of the time need that before having penetration, intercourse, sex. And the woman who was part of this article said, thank you for letting me know that. 
I'm going to go home and be happy. <laughs> like she's not going to take a drug. It's, so. it's shocking. It, yeah. it really is shocking, but it's true. I mean, that what you're describing there is, I mean, this is a fairly normal conversation that I'll have when I'm working with people. And they're being, you know, intimate about it. They're being revealing about what they're really concerned about. And And it's just basic stuff, but... No one ever taught them because we're not allowed to talk about that. We disown the body. It's just it's really amazing. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, it's amazing. It's so eye-opening. I, I hope a lot of people are getting something from this because they're, people, you are normal. You're normal. No matter what you're doing, you're actually normal. Because who knows what anyone does? We're not allowed to talk about it. We're, we're, we're suppressed. So this is well, just that, such yeah. a great point. Go ahead. It really is. What I was going to say too is like, what's interesting, the reason drug companies, this is between, this is between you and me and your audience. <laughs> the reason drug companies are going to, are going to have a hard time figuring out a drug to enhance female sexuality is because they think that female sexuality is only a physical thing. And as long as they're looking for that you know, the secret thing. Like, like you know, male sexuality is like, you pretty much, you know, I always joke, I always joke, like, you, you know, here's male sexuality. If you if you did the music of male sexuality, it would be ding, 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 ding. You know, it's like, we play one note. And, you know, it's, it's pretty much the note is right at the underside of the tip of the penis. And, you know, it's like, okay, um, and female sexuality is like, oh, wind was sweeping across the plains, the sun rose, the rain poured the wind blew through my hair. You know, you can't find a pill for that. Well, you know, thank you for saying that. I, I, it's, they can't figure it out. That's exactly what's happening. Just what you're saying. Like, there's no women, Romance and sex starts in the brain, and it turn, it's all—it's—it's it's like everything that could be a turn on, and men could just get turned on, and Viagra could just make them get an erection, and they could have sex. But it's not the foreplay, and it's not all these other things that are associated with female sexuality. You know, in my book, I took a Billy Crystal quote. In the introduction to my book, I say women need a reason to have sex; men just need a place. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much that. And and you know what? It's like I'm okay with that. Like I think even even that discussion is like if you don't moralize it and you just use it as the basis of the of like leveling the playing field and opening the discussion, it's beautiful. It's like oh okay cool. You just need a a, a space and opening a hole, something that stick it, something in, and you're happy. You know, right. okay, cool. That's right. great. Right. You know, we can start there. It's like it's like we don't even have that basic education. Right. Exactly. It's so lacking. Well, hold on a second there. I'm talking with Lawrence Lanoff about sex, about freedom and sex. We started with porno. We've we've brought it all the way around to women and men, what they need for sexuality. That's where we've gone so far. And I'm Laurie Handlers, your host. Coming up next, we're going to discuss what Lawrence's current projects are, what he's doing, and ways that you can get in touch with him if you'd like to learn more. Please stay tuned. 
Many times on Tantra Cafe, you've heard my guests and me discuss emotional release techniques. Now you can do emotional release work in the privacy of your own home. In my CD, Shamanic Release and Lottie Han, I create a very safe and sacred space in which you can do the powerful work I am known for in my Tantra courses. I set you up with the proper positioning and breathing, and then I guide you through each emotional state to the beat of tribal African rhythms. Try the CD as an easy way to do your personal clearing work on a regular basis and watch your relationships walk free from emotional baggage. You can order my CD at ButterflyWorkshops.com for only $20. Don't you think you're really worth it? I do. Go to www.ButterflyWorkshops.com and get your copy now and walk free from emotional baggage. Well, I'm back with a final segment here with Lawrence Lanoff. We're having a great time. We're having a great time, like mine's having a great time, uh, talking about, right. yeah, talking about pornography, talking about sexual freedom, talking about how we got unfree. And Lawrence, I want to ask you, I want people to know, what are some of your current projects? Like, I have two in mind that I want to ask you about. One, I saw that you have something called A Course in Freedom. I want to know about that. And then you're also doing some DVD series that I want to know about. So tell me a little bit about what's this Course in Freedom. Well, in a nutshell, a Course in Freedom is just helping people uh, break out of their mythologies of life. So a mythology is like a frame. It's a way of looking at life. So let's say I have a frame that says sex is bad. If that's my frame, then all of the impulses that I feel on a daily basis, you know, looking at somebody on the street and feeling an attraction of the impulse, uh, noticing an ad that turns me on, or, you know, any kind of things that happen during the day, if my frame is sex is bad, then that's going to be causing a lot of pain and emotional suffering in my body. And that's basically what I do is I take people and introduce them to their frames that are dominating their life and just help them break free of those, regardless of what they are. I don't have a particular ideology or belief system or, you know, you have to believe this or that. It's just helping you break free and loosen up around the the things that you believe most strongly about that are imprisoning your life. Okay. So you got it. You're not replacing their bundle of negativity and self-loathing with a package. You're actually just clearing out the the bundle of negativity and you're letting them be open to put anything there they want or nothing, yeah? Exactly. Exactly. Thank um, you. I'm, you Thank know, you for doing I'm like with replacing it with nothing, but, you know, I, whatever. Whatever, you know, whatever makes you happy. I mean, you know? <laughs> That's great. Thanks for doing that. That really is a freedom. That's really freeing. Wonderful. So, you, where do you do this course? Is it a, um, is it a telecourse or is, is it, you know, how, where do they come for that or how do they get it, get a hold of you with that? Well, um, you can, you can, uh, keep up to date on stuff on my website, which is lawrencelanoff.com. And, uh, and I'll have different workshops. I don't really, it's not really a formal course. Like I do some phone counseling with people. I do very, 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 very little.
limited number of one-on-one counseling. Um, and then I'll do a couple workshops about, well, probably actually as I'm traveling around the country, probably about 10 workshops a year. So, um, and they're just, they're, they're, it's never the same workshop, but, but the general energy is the same, which is to kind of help you make some space in your life, to make some elbow room so you can breathe and have, you know, just more juice and love and the things that make us feel good in life. And in these courses, do you use some tantric techniques? I mean, do you do that to, to, like, what, who would come to you? Uh, who, who's your typical person that would come to a workshop? The funny part is it's literally across the board. Um, <laughs> I, you know, typically the people who are coming to check me out are, are feeling frustrated with things that they've been experiencing in their lives. Like, in other words, they followed this path or that path. Um, in a way, I'm like the teacher of teachers. Like, I have a lot of, you know, people who actually teach other people who come to my workshops or, um, you know, people who are just at a place in their life where they're really open and they're looking and they want to just try something completely, check something out completely differently. And, of course, I am, you know, one of the few places where, you know, I really, for me, sexuality and spirituality are hand in hand. And I talk about it. So, I mean, in, on one way, every workshop I teach is very tantric, but it's not like, you know, it's comfortable because you don't, be, you can experience the whole experience with your clothes on. You know, there's not, it's, it's a, it's a great thing. It's like, it's just like you get free. And when you get free, one of the things that frees up is your sexual energy. That's, right. that's what started me exploring sex in the first place. I would go and I'd do these workshops and I'd meditate for a week or two and I'd come back and I would be so fucking horny. I would just be so like, oh my God, I'm just, I need to have sex. I need to sell pleasure. I need to do something. And I didn't, I, I didn't know where to turn to talk to my teachers about it. Because I would right. ask them and they'd go, oh, well, that's bad. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. So you got you got you got free. Your sexual energy got free, and then you started to see that you could or you didn't have to have sex. It sounds like, and that w- wasn't about that. That's why people could keep their clothes on. It's just a question of being so fully alive. Exactly. And, exactly. and your yeah. teachers to say it's bad. Oh, I'm sorry. I just that's like a whole nother show. The teachers that say it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We, 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 that's another show for another time, but yes. Um, you know, but, but when you're coming and hanging out in my space, it's really just about some gentle mentoring and, and a very safe space to explore and talk about these things and, uh, and meditate and, you know, connect to the universe and also connect to your sex. Right, right. So anyone can come. A lot of times it's teachers. Sometimes it's people who are just frustrated with the way their life is going. And, uh, and you, it's, and it's different every time. So it's, I guess a course in freedom to be fully a course in freedom would have to be different every time. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) You think about it that way, but you're absolutely right. (laughs) Well, tell, uh, tell me a little bit about you. You were making a DVD series with Jaya. I don't know who Jaya is and what's the, uh, What's the DVD series about? I'm, I'm imagining it's going to have something to do with sex education. 
Yeah, we well, I one of the things that happened is Jaya um, is a tech educator, and she approached me about three and a half or four years ago at one of these. And we were at a tantra conference together, and we we just started talking about some ideas that she had. And I, you know, I said to her, basically, I'm completely open as long as we make our teachings accessible. And so our, our stuff has a very, um, it's very erotic. We, we just finished a, an hour long, basically female self-pleasuring meditation video that is like breath and sound and movement. And getting back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the show, we had a, an adult actress, a porn star, who was the lead in our, in our DVD. And she had never done these techniques before. We took them through her and filmed it, and and she had an experience. At the end of the of of the hour, she was weeping uncontrollably because she had just never really experienced pure life force sexual energy, and uh, that's a powerful thing. So that's that's, that's what our DVDs testament. are. That's such a testament to what we're talking about here. Like a porn star knows nothing about her sexual energy, has an experience with it, and then falls apart, just like connects in deep, deep feeling. Wow. That's so great. Thank you. What else? <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. It's it's awesome. I mean, so, you know, so all the tactics I'm doing are really just helping. It's just that. It's like, it's like freeing up all of our small-minded mythology and just helping people, like, just go like, oh wow, I'm a sexual person, and it's okay, and and wow, it feels good to feel good. I have a saying, Lori, which I'll share with you, which came to me in a deep, deep, deep meditation one day, and it really was when all of this started clicking, um, and it was basically that the opposite of pleasure is more pleasure. Okay, How, help me to understand that. Well, we tend to look at the opposites. Like if I ask you, well, what is the opposite of pleasure? You'd say, well, pain. You know, typically, like right. we're we're in these like either or black and whites. Right. But what I realized is is that in fact the paradox of pleasure is that the opposite of it is you have the the, the place where you are in your pleasure experience, and really the opposite of the energetic opposite of that would be opening yourself. Further beyond what your 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 limitation of pleasure currently is. So great! That's a beautiful paradigm to live into. Isn't that awesome? Yes, it's very awesome. Because I, I mean, to me, I look at tantra as being transformation through pleasure. And people who want to cling to suffering or heartache or whatever, I usually say, well, if you were telling the truth, you're, it's pleasurable. So it's all pleasure. If it's all pleasure, what kind of pleasure you want to have? And, and if you want to open yourself up to the unknown, then as fearful as that might be, that could show infinite possibility of pleasure. It's everything you just said. It's going beyond limitation and going beyond duality. Wow. Okay, Lawrence. So great. I'm so happy to know you. I'm so happy to have you on my show. It's wonderful. We're going to wind down now, but I want people to know how to get in touch with you again. My guest today has been Lawrence Lanoff. His website is lawrencelanoff.com, and his Lawrence is spelled with a W, L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E, Lanoff, L-A-N-O-F-F, 
com. Lawrence, what I got from this show is that everything is a possibility for limitlessness, even porno, that even porno stars have somewhere to go beyond their suppression, and and that that more of the most of us or more of us that know about our sexual energy and the freedom that we and the bliss and the pleasure we can experience, no matter how we access it, is really the key to freedom and living a life of freedom and love or whatever, whatever we want to call it. It's, it's totally freeing. So I thank you so much for being my guest today. Really a great, great communication with you. I really yeah, yeah, it, was, it was awesome, and thank you. That was that was beautiful to hear your summary. I mean, that's really wow, powerful. Thank you. Thank you. So, everyone, this is Laurie Handlers on Tantra Cafe. I want to let you know that next week my guest is an expert on living an orgasmic life, and I'd like you to tune in to find out how you can have an orgasmic life and what that entails. And I want to remind you that you can follow me on Twitter and Facebook. And please don't forget to order your copy of my book, Sex and Happiness. For now, I'm saying namaste from Tantra Cafe. I look forward to being with you next time.